shoot pass to Copeland. That's what we've been waiting for. Unbelievable timing on it. And it's the Tigers straight away. To the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Inside NBL show. Our round five preview. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Turns out it was Braino. Um, Hammers in Bali at the moment, folks. Um, but as always... We are here by Ryan from Astute Newstead and the Standard Squeeze. Um, on the Supercoach Matrix, apologies for the delay, um, but here we are. We made it. I'm sitting here with some powers. I know that the boys were complaining that I'm just not drinking enough international beer, enough national beer, but I am in Queensland. It's about 47 degrees, and fuck, these are good. Oh, on today's show, we're going to go through the breaking news. Uh, we're going to go through Supercoach previews of each game. Uh, we're going to go through the most traded in and out, trade and captain thoughts, starts and sits, and answering all your questions along the way. Our lead code is 680481 for your chance at a standard squeeze pack every week. Um, all right, let's head into some breaking news. It's time for some news from around the league. Shannon Scott is injured and could be out three to four weeks. Mitch Norton should get the bump. Ex-NBL star Xavier Cooks has been waived by the Washington Wizards. Could we see a possible return in the NBL? Uh, Will Cummins um, sat out of practice yesterday per the supercoach Roach, and DJ Hogue is set to return versus the Taipans. So that's the main news that I wanted to go through. I did hear, we did know Tahir McCall was out um, due to the birth of their son over overseas at the moment. So he's going to be back against the Breakers. So he's going to miss this week, but should be back next week. I'm starting to star all your, all your questions as they, um, as they pop in. Um, and I will answer. Sorry, I'm a little bit rattled at the moment. That took a little bit to get going. Um, but we're going to get into some super coach. Let's preview the game for the week ahead. It's time for game talk. Thanks, everybody, for popping in again. Um, hey, let's answer with a question first. Um, Cheatham or Wardenberg? Currently trading in Clintman and Miller and already have Parker, Jackson, Cartwright. I think uh, Cheatham has a lot higher ceiling. I reckon Wardenberg has a lot higher floor. I think that we could get some games from Cheatham where he does score that 45. And I think with Wardenberg, I don't think you're going to get a six. Um, Cheatham could just walk out there and get a six one one of these games. So I suppose it's high risk, high reward. Um, Cheatham is the play, um, I think, this week. I might even try and get both in this week, though. Um, tomorrow at 5.30, Australian Eastern Daylight Time, New Zealand's playing Adelaide. So even with Adelaide's win last week, it should be a really good matchup for the Breakers. Parker Jackson Cartwright has been averaging 44, and he's as much as a must-have as I've ever seen. 
Um, Cheatham, I know there's lots of questions coming through about Cheatham. Um, let's talk about his last three scores. It went 11, it went 17, and it went 45. Look, he do, he has proven that he's got this amazingly high ceiling right now. Um, but I do wonder with all these ads, are we just chasing last week's points? Adelaide's about to go into a really shit schedule. Um, I would be working towards selling all Adelaide players. The only one that might be considered a hold is Kyron Galloway. Um, he's got 101 break, 100 and K, 101K he costs with a break even of seven. All right, ducking in to grab a couple of questions. Um, our friend here with the awesome profile picture is asking, should he get Miller in and bench him? He has Parker Jackson Cartwright and Doyle. Look, it wouldn't be a bad play. Like I wouldn't be disappointed about having to bench a really good player. You're still going to get excellent points, but if you're using a boost, that's when it becomes, you know, not a necessity for me. But if you got the trades up your sleeve and you can get Miller in, Hey, Miller's looking Looking really good at the moment. Um, forty percent of the a forty percent of the top one percent are trading in Miller. Is there a good any pot opportunity here? Um, haven't seen too many with Doyle. Thanks, Mister CBB thirty five. Uh, thanks for popping in, mate. Um, look, yeah, there is a really good any pot opportunity. If I duck down and have a look at. Tasmania's schedule. They're going into a couple of ones, which will stop people from bringing in Doyle because it's just a one-week play, uh, whereas Miller's a two- to five-week play. Um, Miller is definitely the better long-term play, but you could really just jump up the standings by getting someone like Doyle, making sure you've got the time to, oh, I suppose the trades, to go out and get, Miller or somebody of the like back in with Doyle the following week. Um, Miller is extremely owned in the top 1%. And, um, yeah, it could be could be a really good thing to um, to anypot him. Um, is Sarah a sneaky hold? He still has a low break even and has a double next week. I think Sarah's still a hold. He's not a sell just yet. And I've seen your question, Global. I'm saving it for the Melbourne game. Um after that, 7.30, so we get two games on a Thursday night, which is a great treat for all involved. Um, Illawarra versus Cairns. Uh, this is a good matchup for the Taipans. I'm going to start with Illawarra. Um, Gary Clark is great, but all the single game weeks afterwards start to scare me with Illawarra. Um, just to give you a bit of perspective, I can go forward the next four, and he has all single game weeks after that. Also, Lockie Ulbrich, he's a bit stale at the moment. He got himself in a little bit of foul trouble last week. Um, he's not making a lot of cash. If you have the trade, it's not worth boosting to get him out because I think that he could just keep plugging away and keep getting you some some cash. It's not going to be a lot, but it could just be a little bit. Um, look, I wouldn't panic. I definitely wouldn't be starting Lockie Ulbrich. That's where I, where I want to start with saying there. But, yeah, don't start Lockie Ulbrich. Just if you have the trade, get him out, but it's probably just not worth it. Um, we were basically all saying we would get Klimtman when he comes back from the USA. Is this still the case? Uh, he's got a minus 15 break even. To me, it's a no-brainer. Um, I know we had some people in the chat last week just sort of saying, hey, uh, maybe it's an anti-pot opportunity with a minus 15 break even. 
I don't see an any pot opportunity. We've got to just, yeah, we've just got to get him in. I'll be getting him in. He was the first trade this week. You can trade down from somebody like a like a Mitch Creek or or somebody in one of these these schedules that start to dry up a little bit. Um, yeah, Clintman's a no brainer for me. Uh, lots of questions about Wardenberg coming in. He's two hundred and twenty three k with a break even of twenty two. If you can afford him, Wardenberg is a great get. Um, but with his schedule. Um, Look, he's a better play than Menenga, but Menenga is so much cheaper. He's 89K with a break even of 14 during a double game week. Definitely get Wardenberg if you can afford it, but I'm just not saying discounting Menenga. You could get Menenga in and just just make a little bit of cash. Um, maybe a Lockie Ulbricht to Menenga if you've got the trade there and you don't have a lot of money in the bank. Could just be the answer. Um Huck Porty to one of these guys this week could be a really big trade. You save some money on Huck Porty. And, um, yeah, we've had, like, do we start to see concerns with big Huck? Uh, Joe Luala Chul went from 12 minutes, I think, to 19 minutes. Now I think he starts to ramp up to his real minutes that he's going to be playing, and Huck Porty will be a genuine backup. Look, where's Taron Armstrong? I'm. Look, he's not here yet. Uh, Miller becomes the play there. I do think Miller loses a little bit with when Taron Armstrong comes back. Um, but, yeah, look, I'm just going to be keeping my eyes on on the NBL, on the can. Like, Cairns were transparent enough to come out and say um, about Tahir McCall just today. Um, so, yeah, I'm just waiting on some news to come out about Taron Armstrong. Look, Australian Eastern Daylight Time, Tasmania versus Melbourne, 7.30 Friday. Uh, this should be an absolute rip snorter. Tassie and Melbourne both on double game weeks. Um, this is a tough matchup, but both follow up with some really nice matchups on Sunday. Um, Tassie players should be noted as a one-week play as their schedule goes 2-1-1. Um, Jordan Crawford being the highest single game scorer last week, 48, is now 356K, which really starts to price himself out, especially when I do think that he has a little bit of a flaw. We have seen those assists and those out-of-position rebounds from him, um, but he's really tiny. Um, so, yeah, I'm wondering if that's a little bit of an outlier. Uh, Doyle has a really high break-even of 68 this week which I think is warding some people off Doyle. But just two or three weeks ago, um, look, Doyle was the was the play, was the player. Um, McVeigh's still a decent dual position player at 268K as well. I'm just worried about a one-week play. It's probably just not worth bringing him in. I'm going to get to another couple of questions now. Matt Murphy has popped into the chat and has said, is Cotner hold given the double next round? He said their form is on him and he needs to improve. He hasn't proven that this year, but over the years, being a three times MVP, um, you should put some trust in him. I wonder if if you have the trades trading him out to stop a cash drop this week, because he's going to drop in cash, would be the perfect move. But hey, I've been holding Mitch Creek on my bench, losing some money, just bringing him in for the doubles. You could definitely do that with Cotton and be rewarded, because I don't think many people will actually get Cotton in next week, Matt. Um, Global's asking, do I think Robinson goes off? I don't know. I think without Taron there, maybe um, Kansas defense isn't as good. I think Robinson will score well 
it's just hard with how bad Illawarra's been going and they have Cairns into into Melbourne this week. Yeah, it's not a they're not good matchups anyway. Um if I can start to Tyson between Huckporty, Clintman and Wardenburg, I would actually go Clintman and Wardenburg. So that is benching Huckporty for those of you playing at home. Um, Braden, thanks for popping on again. Um, he is going Creek Galloway to Clintman and Miller. Love that. Is it worth m- boosting McDaniel to Cheatham or Air to Norton? I think going McDaniel to Cheatham is boost worthy. I do not think Air to Norton is. Um, Flying Camel's coming in with some news. Santarin is a game day decision as the goal is to get him some limited minutes. Maybe the second of his double, he could get some more minutes. It's probably not enough for me to bring him in, um, but if he scores really well this week, he's probably a bring in in this week for me. Um, Is picking Norton over Warburger to give him some bank for Williams next week a good idea? Mate, that actually sounds... Sounds terrific. Shannon Scott's three or four weeks away. Norton's going to get some opportunity. Look, I, I really like it. Uh, and you're starting to play with some different different ideas. Not everybody will be able to afford getting Williams in next week. I'll tell you that for free. Um, uh, more questions coming in about Source. Um, is he a must next week? Uh, should we keep this in mind while trading this week? I think if you don't, um, you might regret it. But... If you're making that play with big source in mind, you could really be a step ahead of the game. Uh, We're going to talk more about some of the Melbourne players in the Illawarra chat. Um, Perth versus Brisbane. I don't know. Perth were pretty ordinary, um, but Brisbane have been abysmal. Uh, Perth's schedule is extremely frustrating for Supercoach, though. And um, as I've answered in some of the questions already, I believe Sada still be a hold with a break-even of six. Pinder has a low break even for him, but it's still not worth bringing him in with that schedule. Uh, definitely, if you owned him, I'd hold him. Cotton has been disappointing, and there's some guys toying with the idea of just sitting in your bench. It is a lot of money to be sitting in your bench, especially when you know you're going to be losing money. Um, yeah, that would be a really tough pill for me to swallow. But you could just chuck him in the um, on the bench and then just have him there, save a trade. Uh, hopefully your other trades that you're using instead of trading cottons out is going to make you a lot of money and, and outweigh that. I would really, really love to flick Henschel, but I've just got more pressing issues. Um, look, Bannon started in his return last week. He was rusty. He should be a good play this week with two double game weeks in a row. And uh, and Matt's got that question in the chat as well. Um, maybe even if you've got a Henschel, bringing in somebody like a Bannon would be absolutely perfect. Um, a lot of guys are looking at bringing Pinder in, um, but as I said, with singles in the middle there, him still seemingly hovering between losing money and making money a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty hard for me to even look at Perth. Um, Sobe should still be fire uh, with Scott out. Uh, with the success of Sobe at the two, uh, Norton will play the one, and he should be really good. Uh, Brisbane do need more from Chris Smith, and so do Supercoach owners. Um, look, he's dropping in cash rapidly. If we can see him in that sort of 160, 170 range, um, as the schedule gets good, 
for Brisbane again after he's dropped some cash. Uh, Chris Smith could be a guy that we're looking at later on in the year. Uh, we go into Southeast Melbourne versus New Zealand, and I see a lot of questions coming in about Southeast Melbourne. That's because we're all loaded up on Southeast Melbourne players, and there's a strong argument to keep one of them for next week's double. Um, but uh, I was going to play this game with Brano, but Creek, Brown, and Cummings, um, if you had to keep one, because there are chances that you have two of these, who would it be? Um, for me, it's Creek, especially with some of the question marks around whether Cummings will be playing. But if Cummings is out, uh, Brown could be a really good play. Um, Brown and Air should get more minutes if Cummings is out. Um, Air is a low break even again. Um, I'm finding with the trades that I want to do, it's more trade out Creek, stop the bleeding, and hope that I can just get a really good game from Brown on my bench uh, and head into a double next week. Because let's face it, Southeast Melbourne have been fire recently. Um, yeah, Brown and Air are going to get a bump if Cummings is out. Uh, and Big Source, uh, can you, like all these guys talking about bringing him in next week. Can you just, I don't know, can you bring him in on a single? He's been phenomenal in his first two. Can Big Source score more than Huck Porty in two games? It would, again, as Global's saying, uh, it would be some big nuts uh, if you did it, uh, but it could really pay off. Uh, Cairns versus Sydney is 8 o'clock on Saturday. Um, Sydney are kind of the same as Southeast Melbourne. Um if you have a couple, hold one for next week's double game week. They're a sell after that. Um, Adams is probably the best shout in this game at the moment. Um, he's this year's, last year's Bryce Cotton is probably my best way to explain it. Um, if Sydney finds some success, Adams could be in for another MVP season. Look, I'm not going to touch too much on Cairns players. We've already gone through a lot. There's going to be some lots of questions uh, floating in about Cairns. Um, Let's go into Melbourne versus Illawarra. Um, Illy and Clark should both perform with Delhi still out. Um, Travis is still a play. Um, I'm not so sure that we can start Huck Porty. Um, look, he's a hold this week, but for me, I'd be finding a way to put him on the bench. Uh, Joe Luala Chul just got a minutes bump in game two last week. He should work his way back into his normal minutes, which means Huck Porty is just a genuine bench player. Also, Illawarra suck. Speaking of teams that suck, Brisbane are playing Tassie on Sunday. I tell you what, put your house on Tassie um, with Shannon Scott and Bangers still out. This is the last game that Bangers will be out. Bangers will come back. But with Scott being out as well, mate, I am so worried that we're just going to be done for the season here. Um, if you'd like to support the show, hit subscribe and like on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or Google, hit the follow button and leave us a review. <sighs> Look, I'm going to go through the most traded in and most traded out. Uh, keep your questions coming in, guys. Thank you very much for, for being patient. I know this show's been a bit of a schmozzle due to some technical difficulties earlier. Uh, we're going to go into play. If, In case you're wondering, you go into players um, and you, if you have Supercoach Gold, uh, you can show the most traded out and most traded in. 
So Jalen Galloway is the most traded out. He was extremely highly owned and 14% of people are electing to trade him out. Whether this be the fact that he had an injury, whether it be the fact that DJ Hogue's back, this is an elite trade out. Mitch Creek is trade out number two. I don't hate it. He comes back to a single and next week um, he has a double though. I do wonder whether some of these people uh, with Mitch Creek, even with a break even of 44, which classically we have been able to see him cover in the past, might just need to consider to um, to do. We've got some guys in the chat just asking where's Braino. Uh, we did have a few technical difficulties. He would have loved to tell you about his NBL team, but uh, I believe he was recording a BBL uh, a BBL um, episode tonight if you want to catch on to that a little bit later. Sam McDaniel, now with Bannon back, Sam McDaniel's going to keep dropping cash. Will Cummings with the question marks and the single game week. There is a lot of questions to uh, question marks around Will Cummings. Uh, he's definitely a trade-out option. Bryce Cotton being 400K, probably dropping in cash, having a break-even of 53 as well, is a good trade-out. Don't really understand the Alex Saar one. He's got a break-even of seven. Um, he's 192K. There's still some money to be made, even though his minutes frustrated me last week with Dr. Doolittle getting 29 minutes and Saar getting a lot less than that. Um, Saar is, to me, and definitely with the eye test, a lot better player than Dr. Doolittle. Trenton Flowers, well, if you made that mistake to get him in last week, you've, of course, got to trade him out this week. Gary Brown at 320K. I do understand it as well. And Lockie Ulbrich, I understand that. Uh, he looks to be a bit of a slow burner on the bench with a break even of 16 um, and us not even being sure that he can um, that he can get that. Uh, the most traded in is Bobby Clipman. Over 20% of teams getting in Bobby Clipman. He's at a great price. He's got a minus 15 break even, um, and he can just be a genuine gun. Um, lots of cans you'll see. Um, not just these bad boys. Uh, lots of cans owners uh, getting in uh, and buying up on Patrick Miller as well. 9.5%. Uh, uh, Patrick Miller was great. Um, and he's got a break even of 34. So you could definitely bring him in this week. Parker Jackson Cartwright, if you don't own him, you should. He's as close to a must-have as you will find. Uh, Zylan Cheatham, as I said, really high upside, 26 break even on a double game week. Um, yeah, look, a fantastic trade-in as well. Uh, Wardenberg, we've had a little bit of a chat about, 4.9% owned. Uh, Jordan Crawford, um, double game week, then a couple of singles. Uh, still people willing to pay up 356k. I uh, should score well against the Bullets. Mitch Norton um, should get all the opportunity with Shannon Scott out. He's got a two break even if you've got the trade uh, to downgrade to maybe fund some other trades. Uh, Mitch Norton's great. Uh, Luke Travis trading in. I don't really understand that just yet. Uh, Gak, I do understand, is a bit of a value pick going into Cairns' fantastic schedule. And Ariel Huck-Porty. Do not bring in Ariel Huck-Porty. I know it's only 3%, but he's a trap at this stage. He's a hold due to that low break even, um, but I'm going to be finding a way to have him on my bench. Look, uh, let's look into some trades. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. Look, this week, with my trades, 
I'm looking to boost for the second week in a row. Uh, I currently have Kyron Galloway out. Um, look, it, the garbage time Galloway was a little bit of a bittersweet ending for me. I'm at the end of the road with Kyron Galloway. I made a little bit, not a lot, and I can go Kyron Galloway to Bobby Clintman with some money that I had. Um, I am going to go Mitch Creek to Zylan Cheatham, and I'm going to go Jalen Galloway to Sam Wardenberg. So the way that my team looks there, it actually allows me to Captain Parker Jackson Cartwright, um, have Luke Travis in my starting lineup, start Sam Wardenberg, which I think I'd actually thought about bringing Menenga back in, but I can afford Ford Wardenberg right now. So I'm going to do it uh, with the money that I make from going Creek down to Cheatham. I'd have to go Menenga if I elected to go Brown down to Cheatham and use the jewels that way. So I've got Cheatham and Clintman. I've still got Lockie Ulbrich marinating on the bench. I've got Ben Henschel just waiting to get traded out for Bannon at some stage. I hope he doesn't rise too much. I've got Ariel Huck Porty on the bench and I've got Gary Brown there. Um, look, he did score well in one of his games last week. I'm hoping he can bounce back. Um, I'm going to have him for the double next week. And I've got Shay Illy coming off my bench with a, um, with a double there. Um, look, Hammers in Bali, um, probably sipping on a cocktail right now. I know he's got a wedding on the weekend. Um, but he is trading Cummins, Brown and Valentine out and going Parker, Jackson, Cartwright, Clintman, and Miller in. So, um, yeah, electing to go Miller instead of Cheatham, um, I don't hate it. Um, that is probably the one thing I could pivot to if I go that way inclined. But I'm just – I like the fact that I've got a couple of Cairns players, a couple of New Zealand players, and not having three Cairns players. I think we'll all find out next week with Melbourne players how hard it is to have three players from the same team when it comes to trade out as well. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to find that out pretty quickly. Uh, let's go. Well, captain, my captain. Well, captain, my captain. This isn't the week to go potting with your captain. I think Parker Jackson Cartwright uh, with his 43.7 average. It was really hard to bring him in because of that really poor schedule at the start. We should have all rectified this. As an average, it is the best in the league. Um, Seven spots below is Alan Williams. You know, 10 points below is Jalen Adams. Another 10 points below, oh, 10 points below from Parker Jackson Cartwright again is Geordie Crawford and Patrick Miller with 32. Who going to any pod, captaining Parker Jackson Cartwright? Just do it. You have to captain Parker Jackson Cartwright. There's no other way around it. And they've got good matchups this week. Parker Jackson Cartwright's playing Adelaide this week. You have to captain Parker Jackson Cartwright. I am actually quite proud of the way this show doesn't tell people what to do, but I don't really see upside in captaining anyone else this week. Um, You've got absolutely big peanuts if you do do that, but yeah. Um, Brayden, uh, we're going to start answering some questions now. Um, I've been 
I've been going along the way. I didn't expect to uh, be doing this by myself. A lot of the discussion comes out of it because it's just, you know, me giving my opinion on everything. So please get your questions in. I'm happy to have a little bit of a discussion here in the chat um, as we head into uh, question block. It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. Um, and keep those questions streaming in. Uh, Brayden is here in the chat. Um, boosting Huck to Williams instead. Look, mate, I really like boosting Huck to Williams, but I think that, that that's a next week play. Um, Williams was really expensive, so he doesn't have an extremely low break even. And with Huck Porty having a relatively low break even, I'm going to double check exactly what it is, 25 between two games. He should be able to cover that. I think the smart play is to get Huck Porty on your bench in case he he fluffs out this week. Save enough money that you can do it next week because Huck Porty is just as likely to score as much as as Williams next week. And wouldn't you just feel really silly? Uh, wouldn't you just feel really silly if one of these guys injured themselves and you and you just sort of um yeah you just sort of ruined yourself there. Um, Plenty of love in the chat. Thanks, guys. Uh, Vid is actually extremely hard to do these ones solo. That's why I was trying to bring Braino in. It was good to do. It would have been good to do another episode with him after, I would say, a successful NRL um, season with him. Uh, after this, I'm doing an NBA episode with Skitty. So if you're a big basketball fan, get in there um, and yeah, start to uh, start to do NBA content as well. Um, I really enjoyed watching watching the Lakers Nuggets today and the um and the Golden State Warriors Phoenix. Um I've got a lot to talk about with the um with the NBA as well. Um but I'm actually gonna go to Fiji this week. Uh so the so the guys will be taking care of uh care of the show. I believe Hammer will be back next week for the show and um yeah maybe a Braino or a or a Mickey Dell from the um from the AFL and the BBL show coming on. Um, Kane Anderson, good to see you, mate. Um, asking who to bench between Huck, Berger, and Clintman. I'd be benching Huck this week. I think Clintman and Berger are definitely plays. Um, get Huck Porty on your bench. Start um, Berger this week. And, uh, yeah, because I think a lot of people that aren't listening to this show will actually captain Huck Porty. Um, or just even people that haven't seen what's happening with Joe Luala Chul at the moment and they're just um, – and they're just following, looking at the points. Uh, I know a lot of people just play Supercoach for the enjoyment of it and might only get to see one um, one game a week. If you have a look at Huck Porty's score, you think, geez, he's got a, he's had a ripper. Um, I'll start him next week. But as Joe Luala Chill starts to come back, I'm going to be captaining Sam Wardenberg. All right, guys, um, that seems to wrap up all the questions. Um, sorry about the technical difficulties. I know I dicked a lot of years around, um, but, yeah, I had an echo in my ear and was unable to hear uh, Braino talk. So um, hopefully not too many solos for the NBL. That's why we got a few people involved for starters. Um, slide into my DMs, message me on Twitter and Instagram, and you've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. Cheerio.